from high atop this mountaintop of Mount Manitoba. It's how the hell did this go number one with myself, Kirk Buckner, the owner, the operator of NotInHallOfFame.com, and of course, the sister sites. Check those out. The Fictitious Athlete Hall of Fame, the Fictitious Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Hey, and go vote on the United States Athletic Hall of Fame because <laughs> no one came up with this. So I trademarked it. It's fine. Ah, but you can vote. NotInHallOfFame.com forward slash USA. And if you do that, will it light up your life? I don't know. Well, let's ask. Probably more than this song does. Possibly. So I, I put it to you, Andrea Tessman, Brad Nelson. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm really not sorry. You should be sorry. You should, should be, be sorry, sorry and ashamed. I should be. You I should, should be. You but put I, yourself through this too. No, I really didn't because I didn't. I didn't listen to this song again. I remember. I, I lived it. I when I was a kid, every fucking day from like when I was like would have been seven to nine. I would hear this song probably twice a day. So no, this I didn't have to research this song. I mean, I did, but I didn't, but not by listening to it. Uh, I, I have to admit, when I picked it last week, uh, I was prepared just to go in and just talk about trying to figure out how this went number one, and then a far more interesting story, which and we're still going to talk about how it got to number one is, but. We've got a real creep to talk about. And no, kids, not Debbie. I did not know this either. And I was like, oh my God, this went dark real quick. Mm -hmm. I didn't pick it knowing that. Uh, So the first, another thing I didn't know was that there was a movie with the same name. I don't remember that at all. I think even if I did remember it, I probably would have misremembered it thinking that it came out after trying to pop, trying to capitalize on the popularity of that song. No nope, way around. So well, let's look at the guy who gave us "You Light Up Your Life." Uh, wow! I, 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 so here's a guy named Joseph Brooks that I'd never heard of prior to this. Joseph Kaplan originally. Joseph Kaplan? Or did he change yep, changed his name to Joseph Brooks? Oh, okay. Well, whatever. I, I, either, either either way, you should have changed it to piece of shit. No, well, I mean, it's synonymous. If you look up piece of shit in the dictionary, there's actually an eight by 10 of uh, Joseph Kaplan. And there should be. There should be. So this is the guy, and not because he gave us this song. So let's, let's start with help. him, and we'll, we'll progress to why he's a piece of shit. But I think we should start with, so he decided that he wrote this movie and song that he right. self Funded that though, he was successful in like in he was he was a budding star in that realm. So like he had written a lot of success. Well, he'd written a lot of success. He was writing some jingles. He he was doing well. Yeah, he he first struck out as a musician on like on his own with a band and what have you. Um, Failed at that. Doing well, he was doing well with the jingles Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. And this was an area where jingles, an era where jingles were like a big thing. Absolutely. I mean, so like he had done well enough that he was able to get somebody to help him finance a, a movie that he wrote. So well enough called You Light Up My Life. Now, I didn't watch this film. Uh, I asked Brad before we went on if he if he did. And the answer was no. No, I watched the trailer. That's all I'm going to get through. It looks like a sappy 70s rom-com. Which from what I, I wrote about it's it. It's even a rom-com. I think it's sappy romance. I don't even think it's that. I think it's just this this girl who wants to become become a star, and that that song is the one that made her a star. The so like a star is born, except with way more suck. 
more or less from, from what, what it was. And depending on what I read, either this was successful or not or unsuccessful. Either way, it didn't make money. Uh, it did star Dee Cohn, who most people will remember as, well, you would remember, you musical geeks, as Frenchie from the original yeah. Grease. That was the only redeeming but quality I found in this movie. Dee Dee Cohn cannot sing. So no. they had a studio jingle musician. Well, and let's get to her. So mm-hmm. she, so Joseph uh, hired, uh, what's her name? Da, 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 da. Uh, her name was Katie Sizik. Sizik, yeah. Uh, but yeah, from, from Ukraine. But born here. Born here? Okay, I thought, okay. Because she, she, she did so well in Ukrainian music. So I Yeah, she's of Ukrainian there. descent. Okay, she is. Okay, yeah. She, so she is born in Queens, I say. Okay, so I got that wrong. Uh, so yeah, uh, so that's obviously where they knew each other from, I guess, the jingle circuit. But I mean, she... Like, There's a jingle circuit. Why not? <laughs> there was a so board she, she had, um, she'd done work for him before. Yeah. So she can, he convinces her to sing this song. And if you listen to it, and that's the only thing I did do, uh, I did listen to the original version which is virtually indistinguishable from Debbie Boone's, which is kind 100%. of- it, Their voices sound almost completely- There's a reason for that though. Sure. The reason for that is that, um, what's his face? Joseph Brooks? Joseph, yeah. Brooks didn't want to pay her. So instead of paying her for the rights, she was never credited on, on the what movie. Um, she sued later and did get- some royalties but she was never credited um and because because he's a cheap son of a bitch he didn't want to pay her so he got another artist to sing exactly like he found someone who would sound like her and sing it in exactly the same manner that she sung and it's probably why there's some strained notes here and there and it's not perfect because it's not her version. She is literally just copycatting someone else with the it was, same it was literally karaoke. Style. Because she she they didn't change anything. They didn't need hire a studio musician. Well, no, because the, the studio musicians, way. when they recorded the studio musicians, they yeah. caught some of the vocal track as well. Mm-hmm. So that's why he needed someone that could actually sing exactly the same so it would cover up the bits of the vocal track from the original mm-hmm. recording. Yeah, yeah so he's a bit of a slimy one. Cheap ass son of a bitch. And here's the other thing too. That's not necessarily why we're shitting on him. Before there was me too, there was this guy. Okay, so part of the reason he apparently didn't want to pay the original artist was because he had hit on her. And when she turned him down, he hadn't refused to have anything else to do with her. And he didn't want to pay her for work done, which is completely believable going into what you are about to talk about. Yes, so uh, it was 2009 or 2011, I don't remember which, and I could care less to get pinpoint the date. And, but either way, he got, uh, he was charged with, was it 11? I believe 11 counts of... Uh, Casting couch shenanigans. Yes, I guess. I, I, I think that's sort of what they called it. You know, Are you sure it was 11? Because no. I thought it was 93. Was it 93? There's a slight difference in those two numbers. I think we need some clarification here. I'm going to look this up. Bad? Not, <laughs> 93. Okay. Either way, he did this a lot and got away with it a lot for many, 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 many years, including trying to do this with uh, 
with the, with the original singer. So this, and my, I guess my favorite part of this is two days after he got sentenced, he killed himself rather than go to jail. Yeah. I, was, I what, generally what? don't wish death on people, but I, I didn't mind reading that end. Folks like that don't deserve any better. No. They deserve a lot worse. Uh, so he was a coward at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he preyed on he preyed on people he could take advantage of. What and, gets me uh, is this guy wasn't even like amazing at what he did. He wasn't top of the charts. He wasn't like a great filmmaker or an amazing musician or anything like that. Yet he still had a bunch of people who were desperate enough to be famous to well, get up on the casting couch. And I'm sure also too, it's like, hey, I made. I, I wrote the biggest hit of the 1970s, which this was. It really was. It, it shouldn't have been. Oh, okay. But I don't so know why was, it was. He was indicted in 2009 for okay. 91 counts 91. of rape, rape, sexual abuse, criminal sexual act, assault, and other charges. Jeez. Man. 91. And that's just the ones who came forward. So he would put out, he would put out classified ads um looking for aspiring young actresses and singers and then prey on them and because of his success which was I mean, again i wrote the biggest song in the 70s uh mm-hmm. he had other producer hits i mean like he was st- he was a successful person and he could probably get people places he um he had a female assistant that was charged with helping him this is sounding very reminiscent yes, of um <laughs> I, I missed yeah uh, so are we going to say that Joseph Brooks didn't kill himself either? <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure Joseph Brooks killed himself, but I'm... Wait a minute. Do we, do we look, let's, let's look back. Did he donate to the Democratic Party? <laughs> <laughs> so the weird thing was, and I was talking to Kirk about this before the show, is that you know Kirk gives us this song, and I immediately hated him more after I heard the, the title of the song that I had before. before. You know, well, I mean, it's possible. You still have a lot of like going on here, but you're you're moving toward the dark side. So anyway, I'm thinking, okay, we're going to talk about this song. We're going to slag this song. It's going to be garbage, and we're going to move on. And then, like I was saying to Kirk before the show started, there was a lot more meat on this bone than I thought there would be. Like, a lot more. I mean, moving from from, um, uh, Katie Sizzik to uh, Debbie Boone, um, doing it there. So was I believe the niece of Rosemary Clooney? Yes, George Clooney is related by marriage uh, to. Um, yeah, they're Clooney. like yeah cousins. Uh, Her aunt married. No, it, it, what does this anyway. have to do with Debbie Boone? Debbie Boone is related to George Clooney. By okay, marriage. Debbie Boone, for 1978 purposes, is the daughter of Pat Boone. 100, percent but Rich. you know. Did, which I don't think that actually opened one lick of a door here. No, because and Pat Boone's last hit was in what, 1960, 61, sure, something like that. But it was still Pat Boone. Mm. And nobody cared about Pat Boone anymore. Well, okay, but maybe part of this audience did. Because now we, we get this, this again, this monster hit, which it, 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 it's, we, and we, we covered quite a few already. 70 songs that are just, meh. Yeah, this is another one. This is another like vanilla ice cream that's room temperature and doesn't even have that much of a vanilla taste anymore. It's been sitting also it's been sitting out of the fridge for, uh, sitting out for a couple of days. Yeah. And, yeah. 
there, yes, it, it, it is about as, and again, I, re I recognize that we're three white people talking about this, but it's about as white as you get. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's like Bible Belt, Middle America. Mm -hmm. And there you have it. So you have the daughter of a beloved icon that the then, God, the, then people our age might have remembered and some of them liked. Now, Joseph Brooks wrote this as a love song. Debbie Boone sang it about God, mm -hmm. but it worked for both. Because here's and I, here's my thing on this. Like I was trying to think, like how did this become so big and then nobody remembers it? This is like on no compilations when they used to put out seventies compilations. You don't hear it in a grocery store. You hear it nowhere, not in an elevator. Literally the biggest hit of the seventies, and it's you hear it nowhere. Nowhere. It died. It and I may a because it wasn't very good. B because the people who really liked it got into other shit. So you've got your demographic of maybe moms who would sort of like this mm -hmm. uh, and young girls who were trying to say, oh, that's about the boy I liked. And romantic. to a lot of them, it was. How many weddings was that played in? Probably in 79, 80. Mm -hmm. Probably even through the early 80s, it was probably the first song for a lot of couples. Absolutely. Doing their awkward can't dance dance. I, I know that dance. As do I. Mm -hmm. So that to me is probably what I think was a big part of that. So you've got this, like before anyone was doing karaoke, I remember in, in school talent shows, I probably heard that another five times from people trying to sing that when I would have been eight or nine or whatever, because that's something that they liked. Music, the actual musicians in the world may not be 50-50 in terms of male, female, but the buying public is. Mm-hmm. Well, and going through this one here as well, it's it's been re resurrected. Uh, Leanne Rimes did it in the late '90s. Was that a hit though? I couldn't. I, mean, I don't believe that it was a hit. I know Whitney um, covered it too. I had no idea. It was yeah. Whitney put it on her album again. Not a hit, but um, the Simpsons I, covered it, so obviously it's well known obviously. in the zeitgeist. Um, but the idea of yeah, she really um, must have loved that guy. I went and did the, like, I, I listened to as much of the uh, Leanne Rimes version as I could mm -hmm. um, because it got real twangy and any music that inspires, you know, incest and shagging animals, I'm not a big fan of. What? He's talking about country music because he hates like country music. Okay. I, I didn't know. His, what his hatred for country music is on par with your hatred for musicals. Fair. Okay. Well, I mean, like, there's a lot of there are a lot of country songs about drinking. I can get into that. Would you consider your hatred for musicals to be deep and seething? No. Were you subjected to a year of nothing but musicals? No, and I guess you you were. So that's probably. Well, I was a, I was a country bar DJ for a year, so there's a lot of like. Fair you subjected yourself there. to that being a well, country bar. I DJ. subjected myself to a paycheck. It just. Or did out you I just want to watch music. the topless girls on the bull? We didn't have a bull at the bars that I worked at. Well, that's which your is fault. Sad. Yeah, I picked the wrong place to work, apparently. Save a horse or ride a cowboy. So I got another theory here, too. Debbie Boone, like when, when I gave you the shit sandwich of Mary McGregor, oh, uh, yeah. between two lovers, we've got another eh looking girl. For the for a time, not so bad. Okay, but I know one term I never understood was the girl next door. Usually the girl next door never looks like 
what we talk we talk about when we say the girl next never door. what you grew up with i've, I've had neighbors uh, not those neighbors yeah and uh, and andrea can tell you about the old man next door but anyway uh <laughs> it was kind of creepy kind of was a cute dog though was that what he calls it oh geez uh, okay but i think a lot of girls a lot of, lot of i'm talking about are, you and your dog you're the creepy old man, Kirk. Not, not next to Andrea. I'm not. Except <laughs> you were. That's. You that's, literally lived next door to me. I did not live <laughs> next door to you. There was somebody in between. <laughs> we lived close enough that our dogs on their long leashes got wrapped up together. Wait a minute. Did, regularly. Did you the creepy old man next door. <laughs> Hold on, I, I'm having a moment here. At the if home. the wife beater fits. I never wore a. I never considered you the creepy old man next door. There were some weird, creepy neighbors around there, for sure. For another time. Yes, story <laughs> for another time. So this one actually gets knocked out of the charts by the BGs. How deep is your love? I I, I got more in Debbie though. I think. Oh, the appeal. okay. All right, All so right, I hit it. I I think that there was a lot of girls back then who looked at her and thought, okay, she's not so pretty that. I'm intimidated. And she while Debbie can sing, it's not with it's not that powerful. It's non-threatening. It's non-threatening and it's something I think that I can do. Mm -hmm. So I think that also added to the appeal. So this song would go on uh to win the Oscar, although I guess not Debbie for, for that. Uh, so this won an Oscar, this won also the Grammy for best song. And what was it up against for Christ's sake? I mean, it couldn't have been like, that's the worst bit is like, that was the best song. I'll, so, I'll, I'll look it up while, while you're doing that. So I think there's a lot of hatred for this song, not because the song itself is terrible, which it is terrible, but it's not, it's by far not the worst song we have covered. Like this is not having my baby level back um so i think a lot of the hatred for this song is that it stayed at the top for far too long and actually kept some really great songs out of number one it, well, it, it was also again at that point it would just never you, you couldn't escape it it was just yeah well weird. i mean you, kirk you were saying you heard it all the time i'm, I'm right there with you on that yeah. it was it was always being played let's see so what uh, do we got what what was it up against uh and no, i gotta go to a different thing here uh, uh no worries there. donna summer well it tied it, it tied for also was a co-winner with barbara streisand uh oh. love theme from a star is born oh Oh, the original A Star is Born. So basically there were two movies with the same thing at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so this uh, beat out, uh, don't it make my brown eyes blue? Brown eyes. <laughs> yeah, well, I've always said, don't it make my brown eyes sore. Yes. That's why you have a bidet. Uh, <laughs> no, nobody Does It Better, uh, performed by Carly Simon, which was also... Would it, would it beat out to win the Oscar? Uh, Southern Knights, Glenn Campbell, and Hotel California. How did it beat Hotel California? Because it wasn't on a dark desert highway. 
cool wind in my cool whip in my hair <laughs> warm smell of colitas <laughs> rising up through the air cool whip in my hair cool whip, whip. yes cool whip so why are you cool. saying it like that <laughs> cool whip and a bear yeah I've, I've seen the misheard lyrics for this one and it was brilliant so debbie never had another hit uh never came close uh i don't know about you but i'm okay with that I think she might be okay with that because she was content to pretty much go do Christian music after, which until, what was it, Amy Grant? I don't think there was anyone who ever made a whole lot of, lot of hits on that. Hey, man, I had a Petra album when I was a kid. Oh, God, I forgot all about that. Petra, man. Jesus. Yeah, it was, like, it was like the oatmeal of rock, and they said God a lot. <laughs> Well, the oatmeal of rock. Oh, I, I'm going to borrow that. I don't know why I'm, I might use that for something else. But uh, <laughs> it's free and public domain. There you go. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I think honestly, I think that's sort of why it it, it had appeal, just because uh, it hit that group of people, that group of of girls who identified with it on some level, and then as they got older, they didn't identify with it anymore, which yeah. might be why they're not holding this in high regard. You know, and it's interesting because the, the this whole song being light and airy and um, sung by a very um, white bread voice, I guess, would be the best way of putting it. You know, something that, like you were saying. Before, there's no soul. There's no feeling yeah, to something it. Something like Kirk was saying before appeals to middle America. Mm -hmm. You know, you got, you got all that. And then to have so much darkness in behind it is this weird juxtaposition. It's, it's fascinating and this this went so in a place i never thought it would uh, yeah i will probably never hear this song again i hope I, not i haven't heard it in probably the 20 years leading up to this show to this never get that recipe again oh no <laughs> hey, i still remember watching you guys do that leave the cake in the rain that's all i have to say is this a problem for some people though i mean was it I mean, was that something <laughs> that they, they've ever done i mean i know about cooling pies and shit but i don't know i've never actually seen anyone do that uh so are, are we done with this uh flaming turd uh yeah i think we can put it on a in a paper bag and throw it on the neighbor's porch Gosh. there we go brad what do you got for us next week Oh, I'm, I'm, we're going to have a bit of fun because we went with this that got dark and weird and what have you. And I kind of figured we needed to switch it up a little bit, have a little fun with it, make it kind of colorful, almost like one would do with um, like, a, like a chameleon does. Come and come and come and come and come a chameleon. Have That's we not the done one. that? No, we haven't. We have not done Culture Club. No, I, I, I'm down for that. Yeah. I'm down with culture. I like this song. Yeah. I actually. All right. Yeah, no, that's, it's that, pretty that's easy good. to tell how it went number one, but there's some story there, so I thought it would be kind of interesting. Hey, it's because you come and go. You come and go. Yeah, mango. <laughs> Loving would be easy if your colors were like my dreams. Are you going to William Shat? Nervous. Oh, yeah. Red, gold, and green. <laughs> Red, gold, and green. Have you heard oh, William Shatner doing the cover, his cover of Common People? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. yes. That's so good. If you, the listener, have not, 
go listen to Common People by William Shatner doing uh, Pulp's uh, remake or remake the Pulp song because it's so good. I'll, I'll close with my favorite Shatner story that you both know, but uh, I'm sure the listeners don't. Uh, so my wife, who is not from Canada, is from Indonesia. When we started dating, uh, she, I don't know how we started. Like, I talked about the origin of my name because I'm named after Captain Kirk. So Pauline, my wife, didn't know who that was because Star Trek <laughs> might have been on in Indonesia, but she never watched it. So then I, uh, might have been the infancy of the internet. Then I said, okay, we'll use also this, 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 and this. And, and so she looks at me and says, why are you named after the Priceline guy? <laughs> <laughs> and so the point of this is Shatner hats off to you literally uh, for your ability to reinvent yourself because <laughs> speaking wow. of hats off yeah. and Star Trek have you guys watched the new Star Trek no. uh, Strange New Worlds okay well you have to watch it just for Captain Pike's hair it's 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 bigger than it should be, and it's this weird thing that scares and confuses me. Good to know. Mm-hmm. Hey, Kirk. Yeah. I heard you wrote a book. Wrote what? A book. Yes, I wrote a book about the late, great Chavo Guerrero Sr., and I actually, it's his autobiography. I helped him write that before he passed away, and that's on Amazon. You can get that on Amazon, Chavo Guerrero Instant Classic. Ooh. Also, too, the Hall of Fame show. It's a regular show where I talk about Hall of Fame stuff, and sometimes I just go off the rails. Big shock there. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's not you at all. No, no, no not at all. Uh, Vinny Laspinuso is a regular guest, and he tells you about the Hall of Fame cases for people you've never heard of, but he always makes them fun. Okay, I make it fun, and then he makes it informative. So it's a it's a, it's a. I mean, I know you, so probably he makes it fun. Tag team, back again. Uh, no, it, it's me. It, it, <laughs> it's definitely me. Uh, the Classic Sports Review will come back soon. We're just uh, cementing our guest, and same with... Uh, uh, this crap, uh, this crap was on national. But when are we doing the Oscars show? Uh, we should record that soon. Soon, soon. I, uh, but although we, we, do you want to jump in for Auto Man? Auto Man. Oh, I, don't know. I remember Auto Man. Send me a link, and yeah. Because that's what we decided to do next. Oh. Oh, maybe Brad wants to do Auto yeah. Man with you. I might have to request an invite All because right, you yeah. can you Absolutely. go back and you try to rewatch that and it does not hold up. You've ever seen it. So, uh, oh. all right, you got to have Brad on with you for Auto Man. Yeah, so like, that, that was awesome because, like, that was a request. So, I got it's like back. Tron meets Transformers and yet doesn't do a good job of it. Yeah, it's pretty bad. From, from, from really two bad. minutes, I've already watched of it and I got to, I have like 50 more to go. That's how yeah. hard it was for me to watch that. Well, I found it in French, the pilot. Uh, to a auto man? Yeah. Le homme de auto. It reminds me too. Eh? Did I ever tell you about what that horny chicken said to the other chi- horny chicken? No, tell me what the horny chicken said to the other horny chicken. Voulez-vous poulet avec moi ce soir? Odd that a joke actually hurts your brain like an ice cream headache, yet you managed to hit that one right between the eyes. Best joke ever, and it's a Kirk Buckner original. With that, (laughs) we're ending on a low note. We are not. Sorry, guys. Good night, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Using that at the bar tonight, I guarantee it. Got went. It's humor like this that landed me a red hot Asian wife. I'll tell you that. Uh, wherever you are, wherever you may be, stay safe, everybody. <laughs>